Hello and welcome back to the Mash and Martinis podcast. I am your host, Colin. Do you want to ask me a question and have me answer it in a future podcast? Well, you can leave that in the form of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and I will be happy to post that and answer any of those questions that you would have uh, as in the form of that five-star review. Uh, also, I would like to give a special shout-out to Major Joe uh, over on Reddit, who's been listening to the podcast and has kind of given me some advice and suggestions and some random fun facts and, and questions for future episodes, which you'll you'll hear eventually start getting trickled into podcasts down the road. So a uh, special shout-out to him. Um, you can also email me, uh, and I will most likely read that in a future podcast, but you can, uh, you can do that for any questions, comments, random facts that you might have. Uh, for future episodes as well. I'd love to hear it, and I'd love to hear from you. Uh, that email address is mashandmartinis at gmail.com. I do also have a website where I can be reached now. That is www.podpage.com slash mashandmartinis. You can check out information on the latest podcast, read about the show, and see the show notes, contact me via messages, or even voicemails, as well as sign up to be alerted when new podcasts drop. Uh, so today's random Fun fact. Uh, so I, I think I shared this maybe in my trailer episode uh, at the at the start of the podcast. Um, I kind of kind of gave a, a run through of my introduction to Mash and what it means to me and, and kind of my history with that. And when I was, uh, I, I think probably like my freshman year in college. Um, and I had been there already a couple years, but I had started, I think, as a senior in high school, uh, but worked there for a few years. I was working in a hospital doing data entry, and uh, towards the end of my high school career, I, I did want to go in and, and be a surgeon because of, uh, because of MASH. So I got into a hospital, and eventually I realized, like, I, I really just couldn't afford med school, and uh, it wasn't for me, and I, I just wasn't going to make it. So... Um, went into uh, kind of the IT field and, and uh, stuff, but I, I, that, that's beside the point. But I, I did, um, while I was there working some second, second and third shifts, I, I met this guy when I was a, a freshman in college. He was a senior in high school, and we were both doing this data entry stuff. And uh, I had known him for, at the time, maybe uh, a week or so. And uh, we started talking and uh, just kind of being friendly or whatever. And we both ended up finding out that we were both gigantic fans of MASH, which, you know, this would have been around like 2001. And, um, you know, he's, you know, he would, he would have been 18. I was probably 19. And so the odds of two kids around that same time frame, uh, you know, that far after MASH was off the air and the odds of them liking the same show like MASH would be pretty rare. So, but, uh, but it was really cool. And when I ended up graduating college, I mean, we remained friends for years. And um, when I ended up graduating college, he bought me Jeff Maxwell's cookbook. And uh, I just wanted to share, um, and I, I may have shared this in the trailer, but wanted to give a, a bigger, like a deep dive into that story and, and, uh, the, the cookbook, but my, my wife and I ended up through the years, like trying, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 things through the cookbook. The chili is really good. Um, and even customizing that yourself, which you, you should always do with chili. Um, but our favorite go-to family recipe is the mash mess casserole. Um, so if you do have the cookbook, uh, I highly recommend the mash mess casserole, and we we've tweaked it over the years to make it the way that we really like, and 
Um, our, our kids aren't huge fans of it, uh, but my wife and I love it. So honestly, when we make the make it, we, it's it's awesome because it leaves us leftovers. If our kids really loved it, uh, then you know uh, we we may not get those leftovers the next day. But it's perfectly good reheated as well. So um, I highly recommend it. Um, the, again, that's the mash mess casserole. Uh, give it a whirl. Let me know what you think of it. Okay, so jumping in to today's episode, this is season one, episode seven of MASH. This is Bananas, Crackers, and Nuts. Uh, this episode was written by Bert Styler and directed by Bruce Bilson. Uh, we'll talk more about Bruce Bilson later, but uh, Bert Styler returns from uh, to MASH uh, after writing, um, or, yeah, writing uh, uh, To Market, To Market. I was blanking on the episode for some reason, but yeah, he, he wrote uh, To Market, To Market. And then for Bruce Bilson, uh, directing this episode was the only credit uh, that he had to MASH. So he just directed this uh, this one episode. Uh, this episode originally aired on November 5th, 1972. So the, the quick plot, um, after hours of surgery with no break, Hawkeye and Trapper yearn for some R&R and come up with the ingenious plan to get some by Hawkeye feigning mental illness. Unfortunately, the plan backfires when the psychiatrist assigned to examine Hawkeye, who also happens to be one of Margaret's former lovers, decides that Hawkeye should be sent to Tokyo immediately for psychiatric evaluation. However, Hawkeye and Trapper soon come up with a plan that will not only save Hawk from the loony bin, but get even with Hot Lips. So the full bananas, crackers, and nuts. So I started that probably around episode four, I called it the full bananas, crackers, and nuts of the episode, and hey, here we are. We are on bananas, crackers, and nuts. The one time this is going to work. All right. So uh, after an unusually, un, excuse, un, unusually, unusually, that is like a kind of a hard word to say, but words are hard. Um, after a unusually long stretch in the OR, and once again we see the the running gag of Trapper being scared when getting woken up. Uh, it's so funny. Every time he, like, jolts up, uh, you know, nine times out of ten, it's from radar. It's so funny. Uh, but he's he's taking a nap uh, in the OR on one of the beds and one of the cots. And uh, Margaret wakes him up because they're bringing in another patient, right? So, uh, but the, the running gag of Trapper getting scared is just is just hilarious. So, anyway, Hawkeye and Trapper have, have, a, have a, end up having a spat over a dry still when they get back to the swamp. And the diagnosis that they have given themselves is that they need R&R. And they need to go to Tokyo for three days. And, you know, Trapper... Uh, oh, and, and, and before that, as they're getting in this, into this fight, I, I almost forgot to, uh, to mention this. One of the, the fantastic lines in this whole scene is Trapper telling Hawkeye that he, he should have enough martinis stored in his hump for seven days. You know that's a, that's such a great line. So they're they're obviously mad that that they can't drink a martini. Anyway, unfortunately, Henry is departing for a few days, which leaves Frank, who is very unlikely uh, to let them have R and R for any reason, in charge. Um. So, uh, Hawkeye and Trapper, uh, are are pleading are pleading with Blake to please let them go, and uh, but he's he's getting ready to speed off in a in a jeep. When Hawkeye tells him, I had a dream last night that I was asleep, and I dreamed it while I was awake. Another great line. Uh, so, uh, again, the, the writing in, in, uh, in MASH was amazing. Even in those early seasons when they're on the edge of getting canceled. Very amazing writing. So, Hawkeye uh, kind of results to acting insane. 
and he he just pretends to be insane to try to get that that few days off of R and R. So he he disguises like a, a loose like camp dog as a as a recuperating patient, and then uh, goes to Ginger to check on him and, and to write a letter home. When obviously Ginger goes over and sees a dog in the bed and and uh, <laughs> and uh, recuperating over there. Uh, obviously, that in, in post op that was the term I was looking for. Uh, obviously, you know uh, she she's a little confused by that. Uh, he then runs into Nurse Cutler. Uh, Hawkeye does runs into Nurse Cutler and and rejects her proposition for like going on a date or doing whatever he wants to do. And I'm not that kind of boy. <laughs> and and uh, not something you would normally hear from Hawkeye. And then finally, he, he eats presumably uh, a North Korean human liver in full surgical garb in the mesh tent. And then reacts violently when Frank touches the plate. You're not sterile. So Trapper tells Frank, like, listen, Hawkeye is losing it. It, it, it. We need to go to Tokyo. I'm the only one that can handle him. Give him some R&R. And Frank and Margaret initially agree, like, okay, he's clearly going insane, uh, but reluctantly kind of agree to that, right? So Margaret, uh, in kind of a, you know, a, a questionable thing of suspecting that Hawkeye is, is, is kind of an act, we, we all know Hawkeye, right? So she's like, let me call my, my friend Captain Sherman. He's an he's a old psychiatrist friend that just is, is still in love with me, right? And uh, he can come and, and assess his emotional state. So when, when Sherman arrives, it's obvious that he's still is still in love with Margaret, right? He's just enamored over her. And uh, but Margaret has always in the in the past spurned all of his advances. So in a psychiatric session in the swamp, Hawkeye basically just kind of plays a back and forth game with Sherman, with like a word association, which is which is great comedic timing between the two of them. Uh, but then finally, Hawkeye settles down and uh, in kind of that last-ditch effort, he declares that, that he's in love. And, you know, oh, that's nice. With Frank, right? <laughs> so uh, so Sherman basically declares he's insane, and then and, and Blake returns, learns of everything that's going on from Radar, and uh, he, he argues basically that Hawkeye is just trying to get free R&R in Tokyo, like, Come on, Frank, Margaret, come on. We we know that Hawkeye is just playing Sherman here. And uh but Margaret and Frank realize this is an opportunity for Hawk to get the heck out of here. And let's just oh poor Hawkeye, poor sick Hawkeye. Right? So now Sherman wants to take Hawkeye for several weeks observation in Tokyo. And Blake kind of freaks out. Like we may not get him back. And uh, so thus, you know, Frank and Margaret are just insanely happy about this, right? So upon hearing Sherman's plan, Hawkeye confesses to the ruse, right? And, and nevertheless, Sherman insists that Hawkeye be committed to the hospital in Tokyo for his treatment and the pranks that he's been doing and, and such. So uh, he still thinks that maybe he's partially insane. So, obviously, this is not going to work. This is not the R&R he was looking for, right? So, Hawkeye pulls Radar aside and concocts basically a, a scheme to foil Sherman's plans. So, in the mess tent, Radar, Radar sits down next to, to Captain Sherman and pretends that Margaret is looking at him, like, well, while he's got his back turned. And, like, oh, are you looking at me? And are you, or him? Who are you looking at? And every time Sherman looks away, you know, Margaret's talking to uh, another nurse. 
And of course, what she was, and she was never looking at at Sherman, but Radar makes Sherman believe, like, oh, maybe maybe she is looking at me, and maybe she is interested in me. And then Radar confesses that, uh, you know, while he was repairing a hole in the nurse's shower, which, man, there's a lot of holes that end up in that nurse's shower, right? But while he was uh, repairing a hole in, in the shower, he overheard Margaret uh, talking about him. And so he's like, oh, no, 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 I can't, I just can't believe it, right? So, meanwhile, while this is happening, uh, Trapper takes that time to swap the signs on Margaret and the visiting officer's tent. So, as Radar walks Sherman back after eating dinner uh, in the mess tent, he walks Sherman back to Margaret's tent, but with the visiting officer's sign on it. So, he takes him back to his tent and notices that the lights are out. And so Radar, Radar promises, you know, I, I, can, I can fix them in the morning, no problem. And then, so, Sherman insisting everything's fine, he settles in and goes to bed for the night and, and lays down. So, once he's laying down, Trapper takes that opportunity to swap the signs back and put Major Houlihan's thing on there. So, now we have Sherman sleeping in Margaret's bed, unbeknownst to him, and Margaret. So, Margaret comes into her tent starts undressing in the dark and Sherman awakes to this and it's, it's true it's true right so he stands up and has the mistaken conclusion that she's undressing in his tent and she wants to come see him right and she's she's giving in to him right so he excitedly launches himself up and like Margaret you know I never <laughs> I never thought this would happen and and so Margaret is screaming right like what are you doing in my tent and she's screaming out Radar quickly reconnects the lights from outside that he had sabotaged. And then Hawkeye and Trapper are ready for the doors, open them up, let everybody inside. And everybody is shocked that Sherman is there basically forcing himself upon Margaret. Margaret's screaming while everybody is there in front of her that, you know, he is a maniac and a, and a pervert. And uh, then Blake comes in and, and uh, obviously allows Sherman to flee that night and, uh, and get out of there. So... Thus, Hawkeye is escaping being sent to Tokyo. Um, so later for like the, the cut scenes, later uh, Hawkeye and Trapper are packed and dressed and ready for Tokyo, finally getting their R&R. &R, when Radar and the announcement come overhead that wounded are on their way. So they reluctantly toss their bags back in their tent, heading for the OR and handing their passes back over to Henry. Thus, bananas, crackers, and nuts. So, Radar's report. Uh, number one, this was Bruce Bilson's only episode of MASH that we mentioned earlier um, that he was uh, directed. Uh, I, had, I was not super familiar with Bilson, so uh, in my kind of deep dive onto Bruce Bilson, number two, Bilson won an Emmy for Best Director during the third season of Get Smart. Number three, Bilson has a ton of directing credits to his name for TV series, including... The Mary Tyler Moore Show, Get Smart, The Andy Griffith Show, Hogan's Heroes, Bonanza, The Odd Couple, The Brady Bunch, The Six Million Dollar Man, Green Acres, The Love Boat, Hawaii Five-O, Barney Miller, and, of course, MASH, right? But then dozens of others. If you look up uh, Bilson's uh, IMDb, it's, it's massive. Uh, number four, Bruce Bilson's son, Danny Bilson, went on to become and, and write uh, several motion pictures himself, including The Rocketeer. Which I think was like a 1991, I believe, but it was a really cool movie. Uh, as well as being a writer and producer of video games, including The Sims, Medal of Honor, the Harry Potter franchise, 
James Bond 007 games, Saints Row, and more. Number five, Danny Bilson also wrote the Flash television show and even wrote the Flash, some, not all, but he wrote for some of the Flash comics. Uh, number six, uh, Stuart Margolin, who plays the psychiatrist Captain uh, Philip Sherman in this episode, reappears in the second season as plastic surgeon Major Stanley Stosh Robbins. Uh, in both episodes, he actually plays a man who pretty much sexually assaults Margaret Houlihan. Uh, kind of bizarre. Uh, number seven, Stuart Margolin won two Best Supporting Actor Emmys, playing James Garner's former cellmate Angel in The Rockford Files. Uh, number eight, speaking of Angel, he actually wrote 11 episodes of Touched by an Angel. Uh, number nine, uh, um, Margolin, sorry, I was blanking on what his last name was. He was nominated for an Emmy as Best Director for The Tracy Ullman Show. Number 10, one of the very, very rare examples of smoking a cigarette, not only being allowed on TV, but during the Korean War. Stuart Margolin, who plays uh, Philip Sherman in this episode, is smoking in the, in the mess tent while he's talking with Radar. It's a very rare occurrence during this time frame. Uh, and number 11, when the psychiatrist is putting his pants on in Margaret's tent, you can see the roof of the tent is actually pulled back for filming purposes if you look in the top left corner of the screen. So a little uh, little mistake while filming. So my overall rating for this episode, um, this is not one I normally would like go out of my way. There's there's a lot of the episodes towards the beginning that they didn't quite have their stride yet and didn't quite know what they wanted to do, I think. Um, but this was a better episode than what I actually remembered it being. It, is, it had been a while since I feel like I watched this one. Um, so I'm going to give it glasses out of martinis. I'm going to say 7.75 out of 10. I don't feel like it was quite an eight for me. Um, while funny and, uh, the insaneness of Hawkeye and the back and forth with the word association, it wasn't super funny. So I don't think I could quite give it the eight. Uh, the, the sexual assault scene is uh, a little creepy, uh, probably would not be, uh, uh, would not fly nowadays. Uh, so yeah, uh, 7.75 out of eight, uh, excuse me, out of 10. So join me next week when we discuss Cowboy. I'll be seeing you.